Welcome to Loose Leaf TNU, a podcast designed to invite people into conversation that cultivates community response. I'm Kennedy Kreider. And I'm Allie Tuity, and we would like to invite you to put the kettle on, make yourself a cup of tea, and participate alongside us in difficult topics, playful banter, and hopeful conversation. Today's episode hosts Sayla Tiralba, a sophomore music performance major at Tribeca Nazarene University. Sayla is an incredible presence on this campus. She's in a number of different student leadership positions where she is constantly extending grace and navigating really hard conversations. Um, And so I am just so excited to have her on here. She is also just a great friend. And so join Sayla, Kennedy, and I as we talk about elevating voices, Christian political apathy, and voting. Sayla, we're so glad to have you here today. Um, it is kind of awkward, right? Because we already introduced <laughs> ourselves and now we're introducing ourselves for the recording. But yeah, yeah, we're just so happy to have you here. Yeah, it's so good to be here. Drinking some tea, having some chats. Drinking tea, having chats, <laughs> my two favorite things. Um, just for some context for our listeners, in the room is me, Allie, and Kennedy. And our sound help and overall support system, Caleb Zimmer. You want to give a hey? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our guest, Sayla Taralba. Woohoo! Yay! That is me. <laughs> okay, so Sayla, how are you connected to Kennedy and I? Mm, okay, so I'll go Kennedy first because I feel like I've known of you for longer than I've known. About Allie. (laughs) About Allie. (laughs) Or known Allie, just in general. Um, So I think the first time that I met you was actually in concert choir. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, she seems cool. You sat in front of me, but I never talked to you. Um, And then, yeah, I think the first time that we actually talked was maybe through, like, 1901. Probably. Um, maybe it was through Allie. I feel like that was our first, like, real time together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, and yeah. so it's been, it's been a fun journey, I guess, like, getting to know you, yeah. getting to know Allie. Um, that was a fun day, too. Yeah, that was a yeah, very what, fun day. What a good segue into, um, you were involved in the initial dreaming and visioning for this podcast, mm-hmm. or you were involved in the conversation. <laughs> Um, what about that uh, inspired you to want to get involved in this project? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that like starting my sophomore year at Trebekah has really shown me like this is a place that I get to participate in and like my voice matters yeah. and the voices of those around me matter and so um, therefore our concerns are valid and I think that there needs to be a space to, to share those and to, to just talk about them, uh, to, to normalize them yeah. <laughs> even. Um, and I think that that was sort of the cry that we all had was like, we just need a place to talk about things that aren't normally talked about because they're viewed as like hard things. Yeah. Right. Right, the taboo conversations yes. with Rebecca. Right, right. Um, so I think that that was just super special because, um, yeah, it was just further affirmation that 
said, I can't see who wrote that. It was me too. We are currently in the conference room of um, McClurkin. <laughs> and so if you ever hear somebody uh, just walking in the hallway, um, just context, that's where we are. <laughs> you know, keeping it real. Keeping it, keeping it distance, keeping it masked. Yep. Also recognizing that there is a lot more people in this building than just the four of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's helpful too. And I think it's so right. funny that that conversation came out of we all went to like a zero waste store in East Nashville <laughs> yeah. together to mm-hmm. like get soaps. <laughs> and yep. it just like, you know, as you do, just came up really naturally <laughs> that we needed right. to create this um, massive project podcast mm-hmm. for encouraging voices. Yeah. I know, I know a huge part of that and why you were a part of that conversation and why I kept on, why I felt like it was a good time to be asking that is because mm-hmm. of your different leadership positions on campus. So would you mind explaining just a little bit about what that looks like for you this semester, especially and, um, the different roles you occupy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so being a peer mentor, which is actually how I got to know Allie, how I actually got to meet you, um, was through peer mentorship training. Um, being a peer mentor and then also being a, a member of Diversity Council um, has been challenging this year, and I think, um, I mean, for several reasons. <laughs> um, but it's also been really good and I think grounding as to um, show me like this is where I'm supposed to be and um, like the ways in which I can lead are meaningful. Um, so yeah, through peer mentoring, I mean, as Allie knows, it's, it's really fun. It does get exhausting at yeah. times, um, but like what a time to be able to, to bond with the freshman class um, yeah. and just like create space, the same space for them, um, to talk about how they're feeling, to talk about how they're doing. Um, I think it's, I think the way that Megan McGee talks about it is like, it's forced friendships. Yeah. But I think it's, it's been really special. Um, and then with Diversity Council, um, that has been such an awesome experience. Um, definitely has been chaotic at times just because of the um, political climate <laughs> that we're yeah. in right now. Um, but yeah, I think Diversity Council opened my eyes to like how I can serve uh, the students of color at Tribeca and also like being a student of color, what, what does that mean? And um, how can I use my voice? Yeah, I feel like I keep saying that <laughs> that sentiment of like my voice matters, but truly this it is really does. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, if you are listening to this podcast, you know the name of it is Loose Leaf Tea and You. So, a question we're going to ask each of our guests is what tea are you drinking? Both literally, we provide loose leaf tea for our guests and everybody <laughs> in the room. And then also metaphorically. So, what uh what warms you up and <laughs> sustains you? Just kind of, I guess, answer that metaphoric yeah. side however you want. Yes. Yeah, so literally I'm drinking some 
minty. It's very minty. But um, but um, yeah, it's, it's also very good. So thank you for the tea. Yeah. What has been warming me up right now? Oh, I have a playlist on my phone called Comfort, and it's like I think I listen to it at least once a day, and then it has some like. Lizzie McAlpine and Kevin oh, Garrett yes. and the Saves and I think oh it's just word. like I I think that I'm just reminded like wow I can like these are songs that feel like warm hugs yeah. or like good tea yeah yeah that's kind of been been Obviously, you were involved in that initial conversation, but what particularly um, are we going to talk about today that we thought, Sayla, we should bring her to talk about this? Yeah, and also another leadership position of yours on campus that you've been involved in, right? <laughs> like, you just have so many roles. Multifaceted <laughs> woman over here. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like, oh, you you ever step back one day, or step back some days and you're just like, Oh, yeah, I am doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. easy to forget. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, So today we're talking about voting. I mean, if you didn't know, that's okay, but it is an election year. <laughs> yeah, in, in case you missed it. Um, the, <laughs> the general election is coming up. Um, voting has already started, but election day is... Oh, 11 days away, I think. So close. Something mm. something around there. Very, very close. Um, so one of the leadership positions that I actually um, came to through Diversity Council um, is like being a part of a team that helps um, register students to vote um, on Trebekah's campus. And... Um, hosts events regarding the election, events regarding politics, and um, the intersection between being a Christian and being politically engaged. Yeah. Because um, I feel, and and I think this was my initial, like, fire behind the, the, the desire to, like, register Tribeca students to vote was, I think that, in my experience, there's been a lot of political apathy Mm-hmm. Um, in like Christian spaces, mm. um, and I and I thought like if we are a university that is dedicated to dedicated to leadership and service, mm. how are we practicing our civic duties? Yeah. How are we understanding like our civic rights, yeah. um, or advocating for those who don't share those same rights but who are so a part of our community? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, what you said there, the 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 notice that you've taken to to kind of apathy around politics within Christian spheres. Um, can you kind of speak a little bit more to that? And also, 
what that intersectionality looks like for mm-hmm. you and how you've noticed how you've noticed it on campus some more yeah yeah um I think that that political apathy for me um in Christian spaces was really just almost negating the role of politics um as to like further say Jesus is king almost mm-hmm. <laughs> or or something along those lines um it's almost like in in my experience I've seen people close to me and even people in like um church leadership positions say like oh I don't engage in politics or I don't vote because at the end of the day like I'm following Jesus, I'm seeking after Jesus, I'm part of the kingdom of Jesus. Um, and this, like, the things of this world are temporary. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, while there's a lot that I, you know, I'm in the process of unpacking there, right. um, I think, to me, that, <sighs> growing up, I, it seemed like there was this disconnect. like okay, how can we say that we're followers of Jesus or say that we are loving our neighbors whenever um, maybe we're complicit in the policies that are, that are hurting them? Um, or, you know, I even like on that same regard or in that same regard, like I think that it can become easy to um, like negate the need for politics when you say like like I said before the the things of this world are temporary so why so why bother almost um and that I realize that's not okay that's not okay for me yeah yeah Yeah. is it scriptural right yeah I mean how dehumanizing is it to look at a human and only see quote-unquote your soul you know right we are uh, made in the image of God, but holy bodily, and so I think when we, you know, separate it to that, separate humans to those different components, and only look at one, it's matter of fact, plainly dehumanizing, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's really the root of the root of it all. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I think a a cool foundation that Trebecca specifically has is when we take classes like good faith and Christian tradition, mm-hmm. um, you know, as an entire student body, we're, we're taking those classes. We're kind of deconstructing that idea that we can be distinguished, like, from, from all of creation, right? Where the mm-hmm. closer we get to scripture and the more holistically we look at it, we can see that we as people and as followers of Christ, or even those of us on campus who might not ascribe to that faith, mm-hmm. Um, we can recognize that we are participants in a kingdom of God that is present now yeah. and is, is still oncoming. Like, there is there is something that is here and now and present. And so asking those questions of how do we engage in that politically mm-hmm. is, a, is an important question that, that I would like to continue to keep asking students. And I know mm-hmm. that you have been asking students. Yeah. Um, so what has that looked like? As far as those conversations that you've had, that we've been having on campus, you you talked about some events that have been going mm-hmm. on and things like that. What have what have been some of the products of that? 
What if they're your disappointments, maybe yeah. even? What have been some things that are encouraging to you? Just just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I think starting with like the, the fruit of of this, like registering students to vote and mm-hmm. like um, having conversations with faculty members about voting. Um, it has been so uh, so affirming, I think, especially um, to go back to like undoing this political apathy that I've seen from other Christian leadership positions. Like, it's so affirming to be here to know, like, wow, there are people who love Jesus who also love to vote, <laughs> like, who also, um, you know, are engaged in not just like national politics or like not just presidential politics but like they're involved in state elections they're involved in local government mm-hmm. um so it's it's been super affirming to to see um that intersection between mm-hmm. um like leadership not just in um a christian institution but also like as a citizen yeah. <laughs> um of the United States, um, or even of your respective states. Um, some of the conversations that I've been having have been heavy, I think, mm-hmm. um, especially because um, everybody has their own human experience. Uh, every, I mean, and everybody is entitled to that experience. Um, there's been disagreements there's been like yes I'm with you like we've got this um and there's also been conversations of like oh I can't I don't feel comfortable voting Mm -hmm. or I can't agree with either candidate so I'm just not going to vote Mm -hmm. um and honestly I feel like I've experienced all sorts of emotions in those conversations um, and I think one of the heaviest things that, uh, I've experienced in, in this, like, election season is, um, holding space for students who can't vote. Yeah. I mean, there are so many international, incredible international students yeah. on our campus, as well as, um, DACA recipients yeah. on our campus, mm-hmm. and, um, I've been able to have some good conversations as to like asking them or creating space for them to tell me like what what is scary about um, living in America yeah. <laughs> um, and and knowing that you have to that you're expected to be a fully functioning um, member of society that participates in and contributes economically um, but yet you you don't have a voice right. when it yeah. comes to voting. Yeah. Um, in an election that would yes. potentially really, really affect absolutely um, their ability to be present within yes. the country. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's been that's been hard to hold that space, but it's also just reminded me like that is exactly why I vote. Right. Um, not that <laughs> because because I have the privilege to echo their voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because honestly, they, they can't. Or, or who, who else is doing that right now? Um, whew, yeah, 
that's that's been one of the biggest takeaways yeah. I think of this whole season. Yeah. So, would you would you have any advice, tips, or tools for people or students looking for more ways to have or opportunities to have conversations like this, mm-hmm. or opportunities to be that bridge and that echo? They want to do that, but necessarily don't know where to start mm-hmm. or where to look. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I think that those conversations start with the people that you're closest to um, and the people that have created the space for you to be vulnerable. Um, And then, I mean, from there, I think, like, even just asking a trusted faculty member, like, hey, do you know um, of anyone that I could connect with and talk about these things with, um, like, related to voting or related to, um, like, wanting to know more about what it means um, to be an international student or or what it might mean um, or what it might look like for DACA students. I think start with people that you trust, but also people who will challenge you to maybe step mm-hmm. out of your comfort yeah. zone. Um, because I, I think that's <laughs> where I found like those <laughs> with faculty members that I can trust, but also who challenge me to think deeply. Um, that's, that's where those relationships have been fostered and where I've been able to connect with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who have those faculty members been for you? What has been, who have been the influential voices for Sayla to all the Ooh, this is a good one. Um, okay, definitely Broderick Thomas. Got to shout out. Mm-hmm. Got to oh. shout out Broderick. He's one of the best. Yeah. Um, he uh, has been, like, one of the main supporters. I mean, especially with Diversity Council in general, but, but behind this project, like, it's been so affirming to hear his heart behind this, too. Um, and I also would shout out Dean Jess, Dean Dykes. She's amazing. Um, she is really, really <laughs> difficult to get in touch with, but, <laughs> but I... <laughs> but I... Um, in the couple of conversations that I've had with her around um, voting and just around like government um, I've been really encouraged because that was like so much of her career before coming to Tribeca Um, that's fascinating I don't think I realized that about her yes we have such a multifaceted faculty (laughs) like if you only know know Dean Dykes through some like small sphere of student development and forget that she has like all these other parts of her life that's so yeah yeah it's really good um it's also really really cool yeah. <laughs> like peeling back the layers behind <laughs> faculty members I guess yeah. in that way um and then the last person that I've actually talked to pretty consistently about voting and just about elections. Um, is actually Miss Priscilla Good, who works in. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta get her on. We've yes. talked about like this is probably literally the third conversation where Miss Priscilla has come up, 
And I just, we gotta get her on the podcast. She is amazing. <laughs> she, um, we probably spent like half an hour talking in the cafeteria the other day. Um, and I got to hear her story of like how she volunteered in, um, I think she, yeah, she volunteered as a poll worker for several years. And then she started working for the election commission, I think in Davidson County, um, or somewhere in Tennessee. And that has been like such a cool thing to hear about from her perspective. Mm. Um, And she just has so much wisdom to share. And it's, I I just, she's amazing. I love her. (laughs) Can you share some of Miss Priscilla's wisdom with us? Yes. she had shared, I don't even know where to begin, um, what, I, I asked her, like, what got you involved in, um, like, election volunteering or, like, poll, poll worker life, like, what brought you to make those decisions, like, saying, I wanted to be involved, or mm-hmm. you wanted to be involved, and she said that she said something along the lines of, it's my privilege to do this as a woman and as a woman of color, thinking of all of the people who fought and even people who died um, trying to, to get this right for me. Wow. Um, the, the thing that I can do to commemorate them is, is be engaged and be involved mm-hmm. and um, it was so sweet too because she was like, you know, I don't care who people, um, I don't, uh, what did she say? She said, um, I'm not trying to convince you on who to vote for, but I do think that you need to vote. <laughs> and so wow. it, was, it was just so sweet. Wow. Yeah. I may or may not have started crying. Uh, <laughs> she said that. I was just like, yes. Wow. Yeah. Miss Priscilla in the calf. Um, what were you saying yesterday when we walked out of the cast? You say like Miss Priscilla is a perfect angel. She must be protected at all <laughs> she costs. Must, she must be protected at all costs. <laughs> so that's so good. Um, what you said, I know I'm just being a cold stuff, but I, I can't help it. Um, what, you, what, you, what you said said about um, what Miss Priscilla said about um, so many people having fought for her right to vote. That reminds me of what you were talking about earlier um, with like apathy in religious circles around voting and it just makes me think about like how in this country we don't always recognize that voting is a privilege Mm -hmm. and like the choice to say like first of all to not be able to recognize that it is a privilege and then second to be like uh i'm not gonna vote because jesus is king like that's a that's very neglectful (laughs) um that's a neglectful use of privilege and um yeah, Miss Priscilla is a great example of recognizing how how important voting is. Yes. Okay, so um, <laughs> how can students get involved in Nashville with the election? Oh my gosh, helicopters! <laughs> <It's a> big <laughs> helicopters! So <laughs> maybe Trump is headed out. Oh my word! Oh, oh my <laughs> let's cut that out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not gonna say that name. Cut it out, or maybe you shouldn't cut it out. Can we put like a little like bleep? Like, 
students get involved with voting in Nashville? Um, uh, there are many ways. I think the first way you can get involved is just vote yourself. <laughs> um, well, there you and, go. Simple <laughs> enough. And Google, I've found, I mean, every day Google just warms my heart. But, but it's such, like, it's such a tool. Like, if you have a question about where your polling place is, Google it. If you <laughs> are wondering, like, can I be a um, ballot counter, Google it. There are so many ways for you to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, like, students can um, participate or volunteer as, uh, like, ballot counters. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. I don't think that, like, the um, registration to be a poll worker is open anymore. Um, but if you would like to be a poll worker in future elections, um, that's another great experience. Um, and I'd say, like, along the lines of just being involved, being engaged in voting, um, make a plan. Yeah. Like, find out where your polling place is. If it's a drive, like, take out time of your day, from your day, to vote because there are going to be lines. I mean, early voting has already started in Tennessee, and the lines are wild. Yeah. I'm not even from here, and I, I've seen people... Um, in line for hours. Yes, yes. Which is voter suppression, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's gracious. <laughs> it is wild. Absolutely wild. Um, so create a plan. Um, find ways, like find friends who are going to hold you accountable to making sure you get to the polls. Um, I know that Lyft, I don't, I mean, I know in COVID times, like ride sharing is like, eh, I don't know if I'd, if I'd like to do that. But um, if you are feeling safe enough and you don't have a way to get to the polls, I know Lyft has a program where they'll give you a free ride to your polling place. Wow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Shout out to Lyft. Shout out. Yes. <laughs> This so, is not a sponsor <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, but Lyft, if you wanna, <laughs> yeah, Lyft, if you wanna sponsor us, if you're listening, Chad, he works there. so we can pay our sound technician. <laughs> yeah. Lyft, we love or you. Maybe buy microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but um, I'd say if you want to be involved, you have to seek out those opportunities. You can't just expect like, oh, somebody's gonna come and ask me like. <laughs> How I feel about this, and if I would like to participate, nah, this is serious. You gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta just jump in. Yeah, I think it, a good on the topic of Google, like it also is a really good tool to find out information about the people who are running, oh. which is also so important. So and important. Just, and not just the presidential candidates. Yeah. There, absolutely. We were, talking, we were talking earlier about um, how many judge judges are up for election. Like, yep within your county or within your state. There's a lot of, I know in Florida, I'm a Florida voter, there's like three different Supreme Court positions yep. for the state of Florida, which is such a huge deal right now. Like local justice is a huge, huge extension of justice for people. So if you're talking yes. about how there's oppression happening in your community and you are 
suddenly becoming aware of what that looks like, um, especially if you're engaged in anti-racism activity, like mm-hmm. looking up your, veg- your judges and your local um, city council members and things like that, like that matters a lot too. Yes. So yeah, just Google stuff. Yeah, what I would do, I look up like upcoming election and then Ballotpedia usually has yes. like really good updated, at least sometimes bios for the bigger elections mm-hmm. and records and things like that but then when they get smaller they at least have the names and then usually from there I go most people have a website mm-hmm. and so you can look at all their policies there and read it and be informed and it's like way easier than I thought it was yeah and when you just go google and use your research skills um, <laughs> it might it takes some time but I mean it's a privilege um, and be a responsible voter you really need to be informed yes and it's easier than you would think yes yeah and it's also like if you've never done this before that's okay yeah like this is such a great time to learn yeah. and like such a great time to participate <laughs> in in voting and um maybe to people to listeners who have felt intimidated by politics or about voting, um, don't don't let that keep you from um, exercising these privileges. Yeah. I mean, as Kennedy and Ali were talking, because um, that's the fear tactic that is kind right. of, I mean, by extension in some ways, and to certain groups of people, another form of voter suppression. Right, yeah. Yeah, so what advice would you give to students sending in mail-in ballots and also showing up at the polls? Yes. Um, Time is everything. So if you're listening to this and you haven't sent out your mail-in ballot yet, um, this is a perfect time to pause, go down (laughs) to the Trebekah mailroom, and send out your ballot. Yep. Sorry, I we said it's like what eleven days till <laughs> till the, November third. Yeah, except yeah. for when this gets published and people are listening to it, it won't be anymore. Right. So November third, election day, folks. Yikes. Yeah. Um, if you received a mail-in ballot, but you are within driving distance of your uh, polling place, find a way to drop it off there. Drop stations. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, another great thing that you can use Google for is to research. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, Um, I know it. I know Davidson County's. uh, There's been some drama with like the drop off poll. Yeah. Or the drop off ballot uh, stations, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that it's been fixed. Um, But yeah, time is everything. So take the time to vote. I mean, if you have to show up super super early to the polls and like come with snacks and come with water, do that. Um, find a friend or find a couple of friends in your pod to go with you so you can, like, celebrate. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a yeah. big deal. Reward yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm driving. Well, we're recording this on a Friday. I'm going to drive. I live 45 minutes from Trebekah, or I'm from 45 minutes away. I'm going to drive there right at 8 o'clock when they open. I'm going to vote with my mom and my brother is going to vote in his first time. So I'm really excited. So have a plan. Be responsible. Go right when they open. Bring a blanket. Yeah. it's probably cold. Yeah. Please vote responsibly. (laughs) Social distance. Wear your mask. All the good things. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm sending in my mail-in ballot. Caleb and I were researching last night, and we both have those all filled out, ready to go. Woo! Um, yeah, Caleb's ballot required him to get a notary. Is there yes. who? If you're on campus and you need a notary for your ballot, where do you need to go? Um, you can go to the Martin Building. Um, and you can also check. I know there's like. The Martin Building is the financial aid building, yes. by the way. So you can go to the Martin Building. I think the Adams Building as well. Um, it might be Hermes. I know that I had a friend sending in one of their, I think it was for, for um, primaries. Mm. And they went to um, the Adams Building and they were like, oh, the... The notary here like retired a couple of years ago or something but there's actually there are actually faculty members i'm sure that are that are notaries as yes. well um so reach out to friends ask other faculty members um who they know on campus that can notarize your your ballot Martin Building's open Monday through Friday, yeah. 8 yeah. to 4.30. I work there, so you can come say hi to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know there's there's a couple people in our office that are notaries. Yeah. So. Or ask Miss Priscilla when you're going through the cash. She probably knows who notary <laughs> <Exactly>. is. <laughs> yes. Um, and don't forget to sign everywhere that you need to on yeah. your mail-in ballots. And make sure that your signature matches the signature on your driver's license. Right. That is a huge, huge deal. Um, yeah, because they're gonna, they're gonna be checking, and I mean, some people are really looking for any way yeah. to get your ballot out, which is yeah. terrifying. So just make yeah. sure you're you're you have a little checklist for yourself um, as another way to vote responsibly. Yeah. Well, we could keep you here forever <laughs> talking about this, but we want to be respectful of your time, so. We are going to transition to a rapid-fire random question Ooh. segment. I kind of forgot about these. Uh, I always hate these because I, like, I always overthink it. I like to have questions beforehand, but we're going to do this in a way that you can't overthink it. So, yeah, yeah. just respond. So, what is your favorite building on campus and why? Oh, Wakefield, hands down. Maybe it's just because I'm a music major. I think it is because I'm a music major. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just love it. It feels like home to me. So that's, yeah. yeah that's that's oh, I have one. If your week this week was a candle scent, what would it smell like? <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know if this is a good combination. These are just the two primary Go scents in my Go life. Go for it. Apple cider mm. and peppermint. Huh. Peppermint. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I've, had a lot, I've had a lot of both of those things this week. <laughs> All right. Favorite song to sing in the shower? And, I mean, if you want to give us a little sample right now. <laughs> you are a music major. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> not, not a vocalist. No. <laughs> what's your, what's your um, favorite song to sing in the shower? Okay, favorite song to sing in the shower? Oh, I, oh my gosh. Um, I really love the song If It's Magic by Stevie Wonder. Oh. I feel like I, I sing that a lot, or it's like playing in my head a lot. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Love that. What was our last one? Um, well, this is just one, uh, this is a little more serious, but what was the moment you knew you had to do something? So, like, in regard to, like, activism, I guess, or just the moment you knew you could no longer just sit back and you had to participate. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. That does make sense. Um, okay, so, in 2017, and this is, like, this memory is just ingrained in my brain. In 2017, I was sitting on my parents' bed scrolling through Snapchat, like the little news thingies they mm-hmm. have. And one came up that was, um, it was a news article on Trump repealing DACA. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting next to my little brother who was like 10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I started crying um, and he was like why are you crying and I said I don't really know but I know that this isn't right mm-hmm. um, especially as first-generation Americans like my parents are immigrants and mm-hmm. so there's there's something there yeah. um, and I think that was the first time that I've ever been so overwhelmed with like wow in America things are not great for everybody Um, things are not to the benefit of everybody and um, how can I fight for that and so it came through snapchat and uh, an article from I think NBC News (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that that is beautiful Sarah thank you so much for sharing that memory with us what a what a precious moment I'm gonna get teary-eyed just thinking about it yeah Um, our last question that we want to end the podcast with just to frame a little bit is that um our mission statement right is to invite people into conversation that cultivates community response Mm -hmm. so if there was to be a response to this podcast or even a response to your work what would that look like what is your what is your hope i think my hope and response is um, your voice matters um, even if even if someone is doing everything they can to silence your voice, um, going back to what Kennedy was saying in the beginning, because you are made in the image of God, your voice holds worth, your voice is sacred, um, and your voice is powerful, so use it responsibly. Um, well, thank you so much again oh for goodness. being our first guest. This has been uh, an adventure. Uh, we are not professional podcasters, obviously. My um, heart has been strangely warm. Yeah, <laughs> sanctification. Um, but uh, and tea. And tea. Sanctification. Um, sanctification. suggestions for future topics of episodes or guests 
please email us at lltnu at gmail.com and that'll be in the show notes. And as always, like, comment, and subscribe. See you later.